Well, I'm just gonna dive in because I've already learned so much before hitting record. But uh wasn't even that much. That was a lot to be, honestly. Welcome back to one of the guys. I'm Giselle. We're nerds with ovaries and we have a lot of opinions. Whether you're a Jedi Master or a clueless muggle, all are welcome. We only have one rule. Gatekeepers, you shall not pass. Here we are. We're, uh, I'm going into my deep dive. Yes, we are in Middle Earth. But yeah, so we are, well, I am watching the Hobbit slash Lord of the Rings series. It's Carla's official entrance into Middle Earth. Yep. And I, I absolutely know nothing, nothing about the whole series as a whole and before recording Giselle told me that this well she told me about an animated movie I looked it up it was in 1978 and then I was like wait how old's the book and she was like C.S. you said C.S. Lewis right yeah C.S. Lewis and Tolkien were best buds and I did not realize the book was that old I was like wait a fucking second it's super old and the other thing I found out, which I already kind of, like, theorized anyways, watching The Hobbit, uh, she told me that the whole story is about uh, World War II. Uh, is that including The Hobbit? No. Is The Hobbit its own thing? More, it's That's more Lord of the Rings. But Lord today of- we're just going to talk about The Hobbit trilogy, yeah. the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, when I was watching The Hobbit... I was trying to figure out like what historical event it was based off of because it felt like it was based on a historical event. I don't. Do you know if it's based off a a historical Um, event? It could be like the beginnings. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like World World War War One. The World War One in between. Yeah. Yeah, that could be that. I can see that happening. That makes sense because they talk about an evil being reawakened. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Right? Did you catch that? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I did. (laughs) I was like. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, the Hobbit. I mean maybe most of you Okay, all let's let's let us start. Okay. Let us start in um Bag End. Um <laughs> the first movie. Thoughts. Um the ho- well, okay, the first movie is like really what hooked me. Just start at the part that jumps out at your mind right now. Um Dumbledore. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf. Dumbledore. When Dumbledore comes knocking, you gotta Gandalf. go. Gandalf. I know. Sorry. When Gandalf comes knocking, you just gotta go. You can't even question it. Like, which I don't know. It was um. What else sticks out in my mind? Like, the dwarves. This yo is that the that movie? It was that the first Hobbit movie where the singing happened, or was it the second? No, it's the first one. That, yeah. There was a whole ass song and at that I think at that point is what hooked me because right when they started singing I was like wait I didn't think that this was that kind of movie and then it wasn't that kind of movie for the rest of it but yeah the, the singing so, was weird. In the book and in the Lord of the Rings uh-huh Tolkien actually there's songs. So that that was like a huge criticism of oh I don't want to spoil that but eh, fuck it. Lord of the Rings there's not like singing as uh-huh, much uh-huh. and that was a bit of a criticism of the fans because in the book they're singing there's a lot of singing mm-hmm. um there's a lot of songs so i think that's why peter jackson kind of listened and he had the dwarves also that's like the nature of the dwarves as well yeah um but it's such a good song it is a such really good, a good song. song 
And I, like I said, I was very thrown off by it. But then when I really thought about it critically, I was like, well, think about it. Like, based on whatever time we're living in. Because I think they were in a pub at the time where they were partying. They were having a party at they were, his place, yeah, right? They were in Bilbo's house making yeah. muck. Yeah. And I was like, think about it. Like, it's like those tavern songs, like... That you sing when you're fucking drunk and having a good time with your friends, like. But it's also how they tell their stories because yeah. that song itself tells a story of how they lost their kingdom under the mountain. Mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. And that whole flashback sequence um, mm-hmm. before they get to Bilbo's house also was really intriguing. When you're reading a book, there's a lot of shit to cover in the book, right? But when you're watching the movie, like they're gonna have to cut shit out. And so I was always worried that the Lord of the Rings series would be hard for me to watch because there would be a lot cut out that was assumed that the audience already knew because they read the book does that make sense yeah and there are some details but uh but honestly not they kind of cover it even by like a brief comment it kind of covers it yeah the way they do it in the movies yeah exactly like that that was what I really appreciated watching the series as a whole, but also like the first Hobbit movie because I knew, ab- like I said at the beginning, I knew nothing about the series as a whole. All I knew coming into the Hobbit series was that Benedict Cumberbatch was the dragon. That's all I fucking knew. <laughs> That's all I fucking cared about. It's <laughs> all I fucking cared about. And I'll be real, back in the day when these movies were coming out, that was like... 90% of the reason I almost watched the second Hobbit movie because I knew Benedict Cumberbatch was the dragon. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, ooh, that's a whole new fandom I gotta jump into. So that seems like a lot of work. But it was, I appreciate how accessible they make the series because they were able to explain what I would imagine are really complicated plot lines within the book. They simplified it down for somebody who is new to the world, which was really good. But yeah. Hopefully they didn't simplify it too much that it angered them? they didn't okay. no the book is is an easy read honestly oh really honestly uh in the hobbit trilogy he actually added more okay yeah i would imagine because the book is he like... embellished a lot he added characters mm-hmm. added um tropes mm-hmm. so which ne- the book kind of needed because tolkien's writing <laughs> i'll tell you later but some some stuff like i had to go back and reread because he was just like yeah this happened by the way and it was like a big thing and i was like wait what what the fuck and it was like one little paragraph where he's like by the way this happened and then he goes on and talks about other stuff and i was like oh. whoa bro <laughs> <laughs> so it's like one of those things where you gotta always pay attention yeah hmm. um what else in the hobbit oh um i don't remember if it was introduced in the first movie i don't think it was I watched them all in very quick succession. So for me, it's like one giant movie in my head. Okay, let me just talk about whatever then. Um, but the moment that Tar... Tar... Tara? Tara? What's, what's the elf's name? The woman? The redhead? Tariel. Tariel. The moment her and that one dwarf were having a cute-ass moment in the dungeons, I was like, one of them's gonna fucking die. But I was pretty positive that Tariel was in the actual Lord of the Rings series. And was the love interest of Orlando Bloom. And then... Legolas. Yes, or Legolas. And I was devastated when he died, but also not surprised. But I was still fucking devastated. Yeah, they didn't um, kiss before he died, did they? Uh, no. They did. 
She saved his life, though. She did, but like... <sighs> yeah, well, um, Toriel doesn't exist at all. That's fucking wild. Yeah, she's new. She doesn't exist at all. And so Legolas doesn't exist in The Hobbit, either. What? Oh, oh, in The Hobbit. I'm so sorry. I thought you meant, like, in the series as a whole. And I was like, wait, he's the main no, character. Like, I'm just gonna, like, we don't have, like, Lord of the Rings we won't talk about at all. Okay. <laughs> he does exist in Lord of the Rings, but only in the Lord of the Rings series. I see, I see, I see. He doesn't, he, in The Hobbit, it's only Thranduil that we see of Mirkwood. So does Tariel in not exist both in The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings? Yeah. She's oh, wow. a made-up character. Oh. That was a whole made-up trope that they did. Um, Bard, right? That's his name? Bard? Who? Fuck. Who's Bard? Yes, I was right. Ha! I still got it. Bard, the um, town. Luke Evans. The human. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! Smaug. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. He does exist in the book. Okay. He's hot. So he's an OG character. Got it. I really enjoyed the character development of all of the characters in the Hobbit series. I don't have a complaint about any of them. Um, you know, I would have. I'm kind of glad that I'm gonna. I'm able to watch all three of these movies in quick succession because the way the second movie ended, I would absolutely hate it if that's what yeah. it like. That's what I had to watch it at. I was like, I watched it in theaters. Oof, I would hate so that. I had to wait a year. Oh, I would absolutely hate that. <laughs> I just and went it, home and watched Lord of the Rings. And it's funny because that was the only line I knew in the in the um, movie because it was like in the trailer was when Smog says, I am fire. I am death. Yeah. I, yeah, like I said that with the character and Sam was like, why do you know that? And I was like, because that's Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, and it, it got memed too. Oh, I, yeah, so that but, makes um, sense now, because I do vaguely, like, when it ended like that, I was like, fuck, this is so annoying, why is it ending like this? But then I was, like, thinking about it, I was like, I'm pretty sure this angered off a bunch of people back in the day, and I just didn't understand, because I didn't watch it. What did you think of Bilbo? Bilbo's great. I love Bilbo. Um, Bilbo is, like, the perfect, are they, is it an antagonist or protagonist? Protagonist is the main character, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Antagonist is the one that is poking the protagonist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, he's like the perfect protagonist because he's like a very moldable character in a way. Like every, I feel like everybody can see themselves in him. And he's got that very classic like character arc for somebody who's like, like that that's what all stories are right they're bilbo like he's comfortable where his life is something happens and he's called to an adventure and he doesn't want to go at first but then he gets pushed into it anyways and then he grows on the journey there so yeah it's a very classic story I, that's i appreciated his character arc yeah and it's it's funny because you <laughs> He gets the ring in the yeah. Hobbit. Uh-huh. And, like, you're watching it from, like, I had Carla watch it, like, chronologically in the world, like, mm -hmm. in Middle Earth type order. Not, like, Lord of the Rings first and then the Hobbit. Mm -hmm. But, like, he gets the ring, but I don't, I'm curious, like, do you know the weight of that? Like, the meaning of that as much? No. Because, yeah, okay, so, like, it's funny because you don't know, like... 
So like when I was watching it in theaters and mm-hmm. I saw the ring, mm-hmm. it fucking triggered me because I was like, oh shit, boy. <laughs> it's yeah. the fucking ring. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, oh, Carla doesn't know like the full significance of that ring mm-hmm. and how like Bilbo just keeps it in his pocket and he just thinks it's like a cool little magic ring. Yeah, I'm I'm Bilbo right now going through this series. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it's like, it it's crazy how in The Hobbit, the ring is a backseat. It's a supporting character. Right, yeah. When, and then when we go to Lord of the Rings, you'll see that it's like the, the reason. Mm-hmm. It's the driving force of everything. So I, I don't know. I enjoy that part of like The Hobbit is kind of like, oh shit we're not focusing on this ring i mean Mm -hmm. it's like the ring and all of like you know the evil force being awakened and everything is a backseat what we're focusing is um thor and oakenshield's obsession with becoming the king under the mountain to the Mm -hmm. point where he gets sick Mm -hmm. like his predecessor Mm -hmm. yeah so i have a question actually oakenshield that's his grandfather that that story was about right yeah so what happened to his Dad. When he got Oakenshield, he well, his father was killed in the when the dragon came. So his grandfather and his father got killed when when Smaug uh-huh. came in. Oh, okay. You you remember like when they? Yeah, I remember the flashback, but I was a little confused because I think so. Like the flashback and everything happened in the Hobbit, and then in the second movie, it, like the first scene that happens is also a flashback. Um, it flashes back to before um, Gandalf goes to get Bilbo. Um, Oakenshield's at a bar or whatever, and Gandalf goes there, and he's like, oh, like, they're trying to, like, plot something. I kind of, like, zoned out for a bit, but Oakenshield was like, oh, I'm trying to find my father, and people have said he's wandering around this road or whatever, and I was like, but I thought he died in that battle. I'm confused. Hmm. I don't remember that part. Yeah, I th- I feel like I have to go back and watch it because I feel like I missed something, but I could have sworn because like his dad went mad or something like that. Yeah, I think his dad yeah. went crazy because I like when they when they killed his grandfather. I thought that was his dad, but then when they like would reference that flashback, they kept calling him his grandfather. And then mm-hmm. in the second movie, when they had that moment with Gandalf, I think okay now yeah his father went mad. Okay, does he come into play again later or no you're not saying okay. the, uh lego only like legolas gandalf elrond and and then Galad- galadriel and well bilbo for like two seconds come back and, Sh- and um gollum Schmeagol? oh no Schmeagol. <laughs> well he's gollum here oh okay he becomes Smeagol later what okay I, we'll figure that out later that that's kind of like yeah They'll, it, they'll touch. They'll touch upon his backstory. Is it the two different personalities that they have two different names? I don't know. You'll find mm, out. There's so many questions I have. Also, okay, I'm upset. I'm gonna be real. This is the one thing I was upset about while watching the series, because uh-huh. I mean, I I come mm. from a different background with like fantasy experience so my idea of a wizard is very different and molded by what harry potter has taught me why Mm. the why has gandalf there's so many times where i'm like why are you not using magic right now or why are you doing this lame little thing like can you explain magic in this universe to me because i don't know if i quite understand it 
Is there an explanation? I don't know. Um. Yeah. Is he just old? Is. It's just no. It's just like magic. It's not like Harry Potter where like they use magic for like fighting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just magic is like yeah, use it, but with caution in this world. Is there like consequences to using magic? Because I did it, would, it didn't make sense to me otherwise. Because there would be times where Gandalf was fighting, and he was literally fighting with his staff and not using magic at all. And I was like, "What is happening?" Because, like I said, in Harry Potter, they use like spells for everything, right? So magic here, it kind of like <sighs> I don't know how to explain this without spoiling stuff. Oh, damn it, but that was okay. There's, there's certain there's levels of it and levels of strength uh-huh. and, and power. Okay. So Gandalf, in this movie, he is not, he's at a certain level of magic. Yes. And as much as I can say, (laughs) he's at a certain level of magic. And like, there is like dark magic and light magic as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But it's like, and I think it also like exhausts them. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Like it exhausts them. Like. It takes yeah. a lot of it takes a toll on them to like yeah. exert that amount of yeah I get yeah. that and I, I I figured that that was the explanation for it I also figured that I would get more explanation for it as I watch on but I mean as far as I know with the wizards right now there's only five of them that exist and Gandalf right now ranks number four um right yeah yeah and then so my other question is too, there's that whole scene um with Gandalf, he's stuck I think this is movie two. Yes, this is the yeah. second movie. Where he's he goes like to that castle. Yeah, he's at that castle. Mm-hmm. Um there's that evil eye looking thing and those other people come to save him. Those are wizards, right? Those are the other like three wizards those he are, talks about. No. No? Well, yeah, they're witches. Okay. But they're the they're more powerful the ones than him, right? They're dark magic. So yeah, he's not dark man. Like he's he's his Gandalf's name is Gandalf the Gray. Right. Yeah, all three of them are the dark witches. Okay, okay. They're like, but they're all wearing like white. Wait, what are you talking about? Which castle are you talking about? So Gandalf goes to see where the orcs are coming from. He takes the spell off of the or off of that like. Yeah, deserted that fortress. Thing. Yeah, and then there's three people that come to save him. They're all wearing white. There's one that kind of looks like. Um, yeah, that's Galadriel. She's an elf. Oh, she's an elf, not a witch. No, she's powerful elf. She does use magic. Hmm. So who are these wizards he was referring to then? Or there's was- other wizards. Okay. Yeah, there are other wizards. You just don't see them. You just see um, Gandalf and face? the nature dude. Yeah, the brown. <laughs> nature Dude's my favorite. Honestly, I think I would be Nature Dude in this fucking series. Radagast. Is he Radagast the brown and you see Gandalf. And you also see Saruman. So you see those three. Who's Saruman? Those three. Saruman is this other... When they do... When they're at Rivendell and they do this whole consultation with Elrond, the male. Hugo Weaving. Do you know Hugo Weaving? Bro, I'm awful at names. No. Let me look these people up. So Elrond is the elf with the black hair. Remember when the dwarves went to go eat salad? Yes. 
Okay, that's Elrond. He's important. He comes back in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Galadriel okay. is Kate Blanchett. Oh, She's yes, important yes. too. Okay. Okay. Saruman is also important. They all come back in Lord of the Rings. So Saruman is another um, wizard there. And he's a little bit more powerful than he's like the leader of the wizards right there. Oh, he's the so he's eye a, dude. I don't know. I'm sure the eye dude. The eye dude. Um. So. Yeah. And then Galadriel, yeah, she's a she. She's an elf, and yeah, you can call her a witch basically because she does use magic and she's very powerful. Oh wait, there's a Saruman and a Sauron. Yeah, Sauron is the eye. Saruman is the wizard. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's why do they have to have such close names? I I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's the thought process behind that. But yeah, those people come and help him. Those are like, yeah, those are the good guys. But I'm talking about the witch kings are the ones that were inside the castle. The dark ones. Oh, the shadows? Yeah, the shadows. Those are the witch kings. Oh, Those come back as well in Lord of the Rings. I see, I see. Yeah. That whole, like, that was the most confusing part of the series for me was that whole side plot where Gandalf goes off on his own to figure out what the fuck's going on and it yeah. was it was very confusing but all, like I was trying to pay attention as well as I could and like figure it out because I was like well, I have a feeling this is important that's the only part it is it's extremely important but that's the only part in the series where you really needed the context of Lord of the Rings I see and it's <laughs> so I knew this was going to be confusing for you but yeah the witch kings are back that was the evil being reawakened so when Thranduil is talking about like, you know, like their thoughts of an evil being reawakened and he notices because there's the spiders in the woods now. Yeah. That's an evil. Yes. And then so and then Gandalf gets nervous because he hears about what's going on. Well, he doesn't hear it from Thranduil, but he hears it from like, you know, he knows. So that's why he goes and checks. And then to like his dismay is that the witch kings have been reawakened. Mm, which is no bueno i see okay okay yeah but in the in the beginning of like the fellowship they'll they'll kind of explain the whole backstory of like them yeah yeah i i was like like i said like it was confusing to watch but i also was like this will probably make more sense when i actually watch this yeah series yeah for sure so but that's like the only part in like the hobbit trilogy where you needed lord of the ring context i see okay okay Cool. Cool, cool. But yeah. But I, I enjoyed Mirkwood a lot. They The book was... It, like, the forest in the book and in the movie was pretty close. Oh, really? Like, it's what I imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good scene. I don't know if I have a favorite scene. Honestly, the whole thing was my favorite. Everything was great. The whole lesson, <laughs> the whole lesson learned, taking that fucking gem to his enemy, and the whole scene where he got stabbed, but then he killed that dude anyways. Yeah. I don't know any of these characters' names, honestly. I'm gonna be real. Also, another lesson I learned watching this: Legolas is hot, and I never thought I'd see the, say the day see the day that I saw said that out loud because yeah, dope. 
Legolas Asked for his father, but yeah, Legolas is very attractive. <laughs> He's not like when because you, that's your your type. I've noticed when we've gone through these series, like yeah, that 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 <laughs> <laughs> like Draco's dad and like <laughs> The Witcher. He also yeah. has white hair. Yep. And I'm not. I'm not usually morally like, gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually into that type, but Legolas, I was like, oof. Girl, just go for him. Forget about the dwarf. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> yeah, nah, Lord of the Rings, Legolas is not my type. You're going to see my type. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But he it's crazy the because um, this was all done before, um, or sorry, after the Lord of the Rings movies. And it's crazy because, like, people age. But Orlando Bloom, like, they did a excellent job like on cgi and makeup for him because he looks from the pictures i've seen of him in the lord of the rings like he looks a lot younger than that character yeah, yeah. even though they're like elves and they don't age basically you know what i mean yeah no they did do a good job and that was like you know the worry especially like gandalf mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure and like in general i it was a joy to watch the series too because of the CGI and like the artistry behind it. I was like, I couldn't even imagine being an actor on set to try and act out these scenes because I was like, all of it's green screen. Like every single little piece in here is green screen. Like, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. And it made me appreciate all of their acting even more and the CGI. Yeah. With the white orcs and, Mm -hmm. um, Gollum and mm-hmm. Bjorn as well as the yep. bear. Yep. Yeah. And, and then the Battle of the Five Armies. I mm-hmm. thought that was well done as well. Yeah, that was impressive. Although, why is it called the Battle of Five Armies? Because I only counted three. So you have um Thranduil, the elves, you have yes. the orcs. Yes. You have the goblins. Goblins. Have, oh yeah, they came in at the end. They came out from up yeah, under the, and the north. And then you have the dwarves, the cousin. And then yeah. technically you have uh, the king under the mountains army. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. It was hard to tell the goblins and the orcs apart, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And then the goblin king was gross as fuck. I don't even know. Honestly, they both looked the same to me, the orc king and the goblin king. I only knew the difference because of fucking um, Bilbo's sword. That was it. <laughs> oh, his glowing sword. And he yeah. has his chain mail as well. Exactly, yeah. I was like, well, a goblin's nearby, so at least I know it's not an orc. <laughs> yeah. But that was the only way I could tell the difference. That was, that, yeah. <sighs> Anything else? I don't know. Uh, I just have a lot of Oh, praise. I just wanted to... <laughs> when Feely and Keely and, Th- and Thorin died, mm-hmm. literally, Tolkien says it in, like, one sentence. <laughs> really? In the book. Wow. I was like, wait, what? I was like, I couldn't even cry about it because I was so like, oh, Thorin, Oakenshield. Oh, no. Thorin actually died a little bit later. Okay. But Feely and Keely were found because um, they died protecting Thorin uh-huh. in the battlefield, which they technically did here, too. Yeah. Um, And they were like, yeah, Feely and Keely died protecting Thorin. And then Thorin kind of died later because he talks to Bilbo. But I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I was oh like, hold God. on. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Whereas so they gave, in the movie, it was dramatic as hell. Yeah, they gave more weight to those characters' deaths. Which is good, because I would have been very upset if they just like... Oh yeah, they fell off a cliff and died. 
Yeah. Also, how fucking crazy hard it is to kill a dragon. Right? I appreciated that in the book in the movies because I was like, because every other movie is kind of like, you know, just slice its head off, do this, yeah, do that. But yeah. like Tolkien was like, nah, beach. Like a dragon skin, like that is the most unpenetrable skin. So you mm-hmm. have to go where like one scale got knocked off and you have to penetrate that little tiny area for him mm-hmm. to die. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that dragons live for as long as they do. Like, they can't be, like, easy to kill. So, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. The whole scene was really good. Really was. And um, what was... My other favorite scene, too, was... um. Oh, I just lost it. Oh, no, no, no. When Legolas was um fighting that one orc. Yo, that was so badass. In the town? Uh, No, when he... They're in the... um. He sees Talia or whatever knocked out, and that. I mean, Tariel. Tariel. I don't know. I keep calling her Talia. Um, when Tariel's knocked out, and there's an orc trying to get him or her, and oh, yeah. and Legolas is on the tower, and he sees her, and he's out of arrows, and then he knocks the tower over for her. I want a man like that. Get you a man like that <laughs> that knocks <it laughs> a, a whole ass tower over to go save your ass. <laughs> yeah. But it was a whole, that whole um, sequence was fucking mm. insane because it was like the Matrix. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> he was literally like stepping on rocks that were falling. And I was like, what is gravity? Yeah, he, he, he's, um, he has a light, light feet. And it, it, it's going to show again in Lord of the Rings. Oh, well. really? Okay. Yeah. That's like his character staying like he's light. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I got that vibe from that that one. I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like also like the river scene when they're, when they escaped. Um, oh yeah. That whole thing. Yo, that was wild. Physics does not matter in middle earth. <laughs> no. It's like physics works in your favor all the time, every single time. That honestly, like when I was watching that scene, the whole series, they should make a theme park out of it. And I'm surprised that there isn't like a Lord of the Rings theme park because. No, but there's a Hobbit. Hobbiton does exist. Hobbiton? Yeah. So you can go stay at a Hobbit house. Well, that's not the same. I want to go down a rapid. But they also have, like, you see the set and shit. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You want to go down a rapid? Yes, I want to go <laughs> in down a barrel. A, yes, in a barrel. When I was watching that, I was like, yo, that would be the lit, most lit ride ever. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I think it would be cool. Huh. Sure. Do you have any other questions? Oh, the Elvish language. Uh, Tolkien made that up. Yeah, that was impressive. I was trying to figure out if that was based on any... Um, actual no. language but didn't he sound made like it, it up. no he made wild. it up he he studied linguistics for i guess like and that's like one of the things he studied a lot uh-huh. so that's how he was able to um do um the elvish language mm-hmm. and also the orc language so was tolkien alive to see these movies made no okay well how did they get the language it was in the, the books? It's in the books. Yeah. So in all the books, they 
and especially Lord of the Rings, like he he has it written down and everything. And then a translation as well. Mm-hmm. That explains why the books are so long. But also, like, it's not just Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. There's other books he wrote about Middle Earth. Oh, I see. Got it. Yeah, I don't know if I have any other questions. I think that I mo- I mean, the big thing for me was the whole wizard thing. But I'm I'm really excited to continue the series. I might watch the next movie tomorrow. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch it tonight. Yeah, it's but... funny because Sam was like, when I started watching it, he was like, you realize all these movies are three hours long. And that I, like at first I was like intimidated by it. But now I'm like, I only have nine hours be. left. <laughs> yeah, they need to be yeah, three it, hours long. <laughs> it makes sense. And that's that's the last thing I'll say about it so far, at least with The Hobbit. This is the first like th- this is a great example of like having a long movie that doesn't feel long because I didn't even realize that I was watching for like three hours when I watched it. So mm-hmm. it's impressive when movies can do that. And it's rare when movies can do that for such a long time and keep my um, attention the entire time. So I'm super fucking excited for the second part. <laughs> you know what? Yes. For Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And the thing is, you talked about how they had a like cut out or stuff. For Lord of the Rings, they had to cut out a bunch of stuff. Really? Yeah, it's still so much. Yeah. Okay. Well, once once we get there, yeah, you can fill me in on all the gaps. I'll try. I mean, like, I haven't read the book. I just grew up with the movies. Right. I know, like, for The Hobbit, I did read the book, and I mean. Like I said, they had to fluff it out because it was pretty straightforward. It's not that hard of a read, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's an enjoyable book. I love it. But for Lord of the Rings, like I've I struggled. I think because like I already I think the problem with the movies is that like I know what's gonna happen. I just wanna get there. Yeah. Instead of like sitting back and like calmly, you know, reading taking it. in all the details. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I understand that because I watched Game of Thrones and uh, Sam really, Sam, we had a deal, kind of like our deal. He was supposed to read all the Harry Potter books and in return, I was supposed to read Game of Thrones, but I read the first Game of Thrones book, but something happens in that towards the end of the book that I already know happens. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to read this part. Like, this is too much. This this hurts my feels and I can't get past it. Mm. and the whole time i was reading it i was like reading it really quickly so that i could get going and like get towards the next parts but then at the end i was like nah this hurts i'm gonna stop right here (laughs) and never pick it up again ever (laughs) (laughs) i've done that before with books yep but yeah also tolkien died 1973 damn really born in 1892 what yeah Dude, this is wild. I'm shook to my core. To my fucking core. Especially mm-hmm. because, like, these... Uh, so far, the... And I'm sure the Lord of the Rings holds up well. But, like, this, if this is a story he told, what, in the 50s? 40s? Yeah, And 40s. it still holds up to yeah, modern day? Following. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> also, another fun fact... Tolkien despised Disney so much that 
he wrote a clause in his um yes thing mm-hmm. where he said nothing nothing not one little thing not even his name can be said in anything disney related yep i have uh, i have heard that before and and now that i appreciate it no i appreciate it too i mean i love disney but disney can't own everything and i'm glad that tolkien did that before he passed because whew, they would have tried to acquire that too butchered Mm -hmm, for sure also peter jackson is a very like super super fan not Mm -hmm. i don't think not as much as stephen colbert stephen colbert is is notoriously a tolkien lord of the rings expert yeah i've heard that and he was actually in um the hobbit movie really oh wait (laughs) yeah he's in the movies yeah He's in the one of the bar scenes, I think. Why do I know this? Yeah. He's I feel very like excited. I, I just tapped into some memory that like I didn't realize existed. You probably saw a Benedict Cumberbatch interview. Oh, you know what? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> and Stephen Colbert was there. <laughs> probably Stephen Colbert was interviewing Benedict Cumberbatch for the Hobbit movie. That's probably what it was. But yeah, those are the things. Um, Let me see. What should I prep you about the other one? Like I said, Galadriel, Elrond, obviously Gandalf. Um, Those are big characters in Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. So is Saruman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fanduil, you won't see him again. You'll see Legolas for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. You also see, like, there's another main character that was, like, vaguely introduced. Elijah Wood. No. Oh. No. Obviously Frodo. Duh. He's the dra- <laughs> He's a protagonist. I don't know. I don't think you'll remember. And I don't want to say it. I'll say it later. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what's his name, too? Gollum? Yeah. Gollum. And who else? about it for now that i remember but you won't see any of the dwarves again do the the dwarves like there's different people right do the dwarves come into play again yeah okay yeah so so let me tell you what i know about lord of the rings based off of what i've seen in the hobbit Mm -hmm. so um bilbo has one of the rings uh one ring oh well, fuck that I know nothing. <laughs> there yeah. was there because like uh, there was a line in um one of the Hobbit movies. I think it was the third one, where I think it was Gandalf or somebody with with Gandalf was talking about rings, like multiple rings, and how there were like three for man, five for dwarves, and seven for somebody else or some shit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking but, about? Yeah. No. Yeah. And there okay, are. Okay, that's right. Okay, but there's only one ring? But there's, yeah. But why is it Lord of the Rings, plural? I just... Oh, just, God, you can't tell me. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, well, that's that'll be a fun mystery to <laughs> uncover. Anyways. That's it? That's all you know? Yeah. I told you oh, I know okay. absolutely nothing. And I know because you told me it's based off World War II, but I already got the vibe. Yeah. So... I knew I knew you'd catch on to that. Yeah, that, that like all these fantasy worlds are based off of like some historical moment it's a in history. Of what was going on? Yeah. Exactly, and like I'm pretty sure Harry Potter is a reflection of World War II as well. Voldemort being Hitler, so yeah, maybe. 
don't know. Food for thought. I'm going to go listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack's lit, dude. I get why you I listen to it. I love soundtracks. Yeah. It's amazing. Especially the um, the Hobbit song. Mm-hmm. And then the Ed Sheeran song. Yep. <sighs> the Misty Mountain Cold. Yep. Far over. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Richard Armitage has like a really nice voice. That's Thor and Oak and Shield. Oh, I see. Way. Okay. I yeah. was like, who? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to name, I have my dog Thor. I was going to name him Thorin, but oh. then my dad was like, nah. And I was like, okay, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway there. <laughs> Are you into Lord of the Rings because your dad's into Lord of the Rings? It started off that I used to, I used to be really scared watching it, especially the Fellowship. Uh-huh. Yeah, my dad would watch it. And then I was just like, the only child, overactive imagination. Yeah. And that Lord of the Rings was like the best fuel and uh, I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter, so I see. Like my parents, like Star Wars and all of that. Yeah, they introduced me, but they weren't nerds. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I took that shit and ran with it and became the nerd. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that that's kind of my thing too. Like my dad introduced all of us to Star Wars, but now me, my brother, and my sister all know way more about Star Wars than my dad ever did. Yeah. And we still like it. He stopped liking it after the second uh, <laughs> prequel. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. And next week, we will just focus on the first Lord of the Rings movie. So, super excited for that. Stay tuned. Yep. The Fellowship of the Ring. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow. Watch, I'm going to watch it tonight. Alrighty. Bye, guys. Bye.